0: all right welcome boys and girls back to another episode of the idp plus podcast and tonight i'm joined by normally my uh handsome co-host matt record is here unavailable tonight as you'll see his his beautiful face doing a solo episode on the defensive back tiers. i have an equally handsome co-host tonight there and it my is. good friend there michael siccoli <laughs> how's it going mike
1: I'm I'm doing great. I, I'm doing great. I got a little bit worried with that intro there. But we got a beautiful co-host, and tonight you're stuck with this guy.
0: A- <laughs> never, yeah. never.
1: We got a great, we got a great lineup of uh
0: tears to be jumped yeah. through tonight. You excited to talk some tiers with us tonight. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. There's it's it's the best way to draft, Steve. It's it's because you get to realize the players before they you lose out on that tier. You could wait a little bit longer if you know what tiers are. So, you know, being able to use these using, you know, the shows like this and content that we have with IDP, uh, with IDP guys is such an advantage in your draft.
0: Yeah, so tonight we've got for you uh, defensive line slash edge rushers uh, for your redraft leagues and we're, we're tearing them out. So, um. This is, you know, content where we're bringing you from idpguys.org. We've got lots of really great stuff uh, this season coming for you. We're launching it. We have launched some really exciting new tools already and are going to continue to do that throughout the year and into next year's season. So I uh, really appreciate any likes, follows, subscribes, all that good stuff. Um, but we're going to jump into it tonight. So um, again, so we our previous episodes, um, we we broke out kind of like the off ball linebackers into a separate episode. So you're going to see some names here that kind of, you know, if we're talking true position and whatnot, kind of kind of blend uh, blend things a little bit. So you've got edge rushers as well as your straight up defensive end uh defensive lineman on this on this list here so those of you watching on the youtube channel will see the list is right in front of us here um audio only folks we will obviously go through each name so um we're we're gonna start at the very top with the with the big fancy names that sound all right sounds beautiful to me it, it, it <laughs> sounds, sounds superb and might i right. say by the way yeah. This is how it should be, all right?
1: These are edge rushers. These aren't, yeah. I, we are not looping in Micah Parsons yeah. with the Bobby Wagner's of the world. They're dramatically different players.
0: Yeah. Quick side tangent. Um, if you're playing, unfortunately, if you're playing on like Yahoo, this isn't going to do a whole lot for you because I did a couple of Yahoo drafts with IDPs, um, over the weekend and I wanted to blow my brains out. Yeah. Um, They're they're missing players. I mean, one of the guys that we're going to talk about towards the bottom here, Will McDonald, a first-round rookie pick, doesn't even exist as a player that you can draft on your team. I can only
1: imagine your anger
0: at that. Yeah, for that, Dave, especially, yes. I was was losing my mind. So, yeah, um, some of these platforms, you know, NFL.com, I've heard people having a lot of challenges with position (laughs) designations. So, again, this is where, you know, we don't like to – you know pound the table for this but it is important if you're really trying to get deep into IDP especially doing dynasty leagues and whatnot picking your platform is really important and we uh are big fans of both Sleeper and the MFL My Fantasy League platforms if you're going to be using IDP um ESPN's actually not terrible um cuz you can actually they they've given you options where you can do true position like DT D E and all the five groups, but they've also like given you an edge um designation as well as you can do the just big three categories. So ESPN's actually come a long way with their uh you know league setups when it comes to IDP. So they come in as a as a close third uh for me as far as platforms go right now. So just wanted to let the good people know about that before we before we dive in here. So um so you can see, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see there is basically a giant first tier of five, one, two, three, four, five names. So in tier one, we have the likes of Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, and TJ Watt. And Mike, it looks like between – so I've left up. We had um, a handful of staff members rank and tier these guys out, Um but I've left up myself, you, and uh, my normal co-host, Matt, just so you can see where we may have differed there. But we are a clean, sweet, 5-for-5, five 3-for-3 five, three three on this. So um, you agree that it's just one giant first tier, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I think what defines a tier and what defines the first tier especially is you can justify each one of these people going off as the IDP1 for the edge position. You know, obviously, Facts. who that's going to be depend on mm-hmm. your league scoring to an extent. But – You got Micah Parsons, who's talent speaks for himself. We're hoping we get more snaps on the edge, which can mean more sacks, more splash plays, although maybe less tackles.
0: We're not concerned
1: because of how good he is. Nick Lewis is coming off a defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett, I think, can lead the league in sacks this year under Jim Schwartz. Max Crosby racks up near triple-digit tackles like no other, which is ridiculous. And T.J. Watt is defense play of the year if he wasn't as well with a partially torn pec so these guys (laughs) have all made their hay they're all proven we know how Mm -hmm. high their ceiling is and we know how high their floor is because short of injury these guys aren't going to hurt you
0: yeah exactly um these are the studs and the drafting advice here is just get the last one that's available out of this tier don't be the person you know, making Michael Parsons the very first IDP selecting your draft way ahead of anyone else or thinking that you're going to start a run. That is my advice because I hate when I see that. And you say we're not concerned. I'm a little bit concerned about Michael Parsons this year. I know Um, you. are.
1: Yeah, I've gone into this before.
0: I, I think the tackle floor is gone based on his full transition. Um, to playing pretty much directly on the defensive line as an, as an edge rusher. So I'm really worried about tackle four. We're going to need him to have a near record-setting year in sacks to justify being a player of that caliber that people are reaching for as the first IDP in draft. I am not, by any means, let me be clear, not advocating he is a do-not-draft player. He is a do-not-reach, do-not-make-him-the-first-IDP-selected player. That is what I'm trying to be very clear about. I still love him. Uh, if he if 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 it goes Bosa, Garrett, Crosby, Watt, and I and Parsons is available to me at a at a value to an extent all day, give me him, but just don't reach for him in, you know, as that very first player. Uh is is really the message I'm been trying to drive home for multiple episodes here to, to any loyal listeners. You might be getting sick of hearing this point, but to any new people, um I gotta, I gotta just make it clear, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's, it's tough for him because I could reasonably see him drop in tackles from that sixty-three number he had. He could drop to fifty. He could drop to forty-five even. I think that's totally possible. Mm-hmm. I do still think that Dallas is going to move him around. I think Dan Quinn is very okay. creative with how he uses those plays. And occasionally he's going to be just make plenty of tackles on the run game. I, I think yeah. he's still going to be that low 50s tackle, which isn't a huge drop off from last year. And if oh, we're right. getting higher sack numbers than 13 and a half, which he's posted for back to back years then we're right. expecting a you know, year three jump here. Mm-hmm. You get 15 sacks, even just one and a half more that easily offsets, mm-hmm. you know, five to 10 missed tackles. And sure, sure, that's right across multiple games versus one that you might be getting a sack in. But one one sack increase, I'm talking about as close to his floor, given the talent that we have there. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i all with you. And to go through tiers again, if you guys don't totally understand what that means, let's say you're sitting at the ninth pick in a round. And you're looking at the, two, the, the three teams in front of you, or the 10, 11, and 12, those three teams. None of them have an IDP. Right. You think one, each of them could take one before they go. They're not going to double up. So yeah. they each take one and three go off the board. You waited. You took an offensive piece. They take their mm-hmm. IDP. They take three offense players as opposed to six. And then right. you end up getting the IDP that's in the same tier. They take Parsons, right. Bosa, Garrett. You end up with Crosby. And you end mm-hmm. up just as happy as if you took them earlier and you get three more offensive players to pick from. So. I don't know if I explained that perfectly, but tiers are, again, a great way to break down your draft.
0: Yeah. They're basically, you know... It, now, we high, we strongly advocate, you know, make your own, both rankings and tiers. Sure. Uh, and I'm, that's a big piece of this. Don't just, you know, grab ours and, and make them gospel. You know, take ours and massage them a little bit to your own, you know, projections and feelings. That's really the best way to do it. And, yes, the idea of tiers being... You're okay missing out on, let's say you now you of course then you sort of rank the guys within the tiers to your preference as well. But what you're essentially doing is saying, okay, if these four guys go and there's the bottom guy in the tier, I'm okay getting that last guy in the tier um, and just and then moving along. but I also am trying my best not to miss out on him either. So that's kind of the whole purpose of tiers here. So we essentially say that the value of Parsons, Bosa, Garrett, Crosby, and Watt are essentially all the same. You should be happy with one of any of them. Uh, of course, if you want to double tap and, and have elite, you know, double tier one guys, if your draft, you know, allows for that and, and you're happy with your offensive pieces, of course, that, that would be great strategy as well. But um, yeah, essentially that you don't, you want to try to leave with one of the guys from the tiers. And even if it's the bottom one, that's okay. So. Um, that's kind of the point where we're hammering home. And yeah, I think I think it's very justified that all five of these guys are together. I mean, if since you know they're the studs, if there's any concerns, right, we can talk about Bosa and his contract all now. I know you just wrote an article about that. So can you shed some light on um your some of your takeaways for the Nick Bosa and the, the holdout situation we're facing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that I think has almost gone underreported because there's mm-hmm. not much to talk about when the holdouts happening because No one's there. He's not there. He's not playing with the 49ers right now. It almost feels like it's been a little bit swept under the rug. So I'm not worried with Bosa. I I feel like this is a player that they cannot live without. I think the Chiefs believe they can live without Chris Jones, for example, because they have Patrick Mahomes. The 49ers do not have such luxuries as Patrick Mahomes. As much as they may want to believe in Brock Purdy, they have a rookie contract guy they can afford yeah. to splurge for Nick Bosa, figure out the financials, because they can't lose him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this deal gets done before week one, and mm-hmm. I, I I would be really, really surprised. And Kyle Shanahan recently said in, in a press conference, as well as defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes said, they this is what they expected. This is the mm-hmm. timeline. They, this is how things go. You have a star who wants a lot of money, Joe Burrow, doing the same thing at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The deal is going to eventually get done because Nick Lewis is not going to be leaving the 49ers anytime soon.
0: Yeah, we don't see studs at these positions at the NFL values, uh, you know, actually continuing their holdout into the season very often. Now, running backs and kind of on the defensive side, it seems like linebacker might be going the way of the running back from a a contract standpoint. But, man, these important positions on the defensive line, um, in uh, tackles, offensive tackles, quarterbacks, wide receivers, you're, you know, unless you're just completely out of your mind with your value, it, it's it's shy, It's not going to carry into the, the regular we season. We saw
1: Christian Wilkins and his uh, holdout <laughs> today as well. Um, ah, nice. So that's that's another type of card off the table if they were waiting for maybe him to set a number. You take that mm-hmm. factor out and eases up maybe potentially a little bit. So all that to be said, I'm not worried about Bosa missing time. I have far more concerns about Chris Jones, especially mm-hmm. after... The Chiefs traded for a defensive tackle today, but right. that's for another video.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we do defensive tackle tiers, um, which we do have, I don't I don't know if we're going to get to that before the season starts, but uh, I think the, the people will be okay uh, missing out on defensive tackles potentially. The um, quick more, one more thing on Bosa that I've noticed is, you know, he's got that little – at least on, I think, ESPN, I'm pretty sure Yahoo – maybe some of the other platforms, he's got that nice little red O next to his name, and people just see that and they get scared, so Bosa I'm finding is being, yeah, pushed down, so he right now could almost be flipped to the bottom of this tier, rankings-wise, and and you might be able to settle, quote-unquote, for Nick, Nick Bosa because of the just the you know, the human nature of seeing that little red out circle. So, um, yeah, that's that's another, uh, you know, interesting point. Uh, do you think I have anything negative to go for either Garrett Crosby or Watt? Watt? obviously injury concerns, getting a little older, but you know what, the ceiling so damn high, I, I, I don't busted. even think about I'm, that. You're not going to
1: yeah. force a negative out of me. With the <laughs> okay, economy. that's
0: fine. I just the reason we have
1: them in Tier 1 is because in, in my yeah. genuine yeah. opinion, none of these five guys will bust unless yeah. injury happens. I, exactly. I could the route for Parson, but we're betting on the talent to outweigh that, and I think that's a fair bet to make. Uh, T.J. Watt has his running mate back. Alex Highsmith still there. Watt was better with Highsmith on the field in the last couple of years, so
0: that helps. helps.
1: Crosby will hopefully get some help (laughs) with Tyree Wilson helping out on the other end, and and that's the type of help, again, that he needs, but it doesn't matter because he's very proven he doesn't need it to be great for fantasy. So, And I've already talked about my I, my belief in Miles Garrett under Jim Schwartz and this system, and the additions that Cleveland made all along the defensive line. Mm-hmm. After last year, no player besides him recorded three sacks or more. So,
0: oh, they had Jadavian Clowney,
1: yeah, who, who yeah, no, I, he wasn't even the guy with three sacks, overrated. that was even Brian, uh, from a million years ago. The Jaguars, yeah, defensive
0: interior, so, yeah,
1: yeah, Oof. that's. That stuck with me all these months, and I I, I do believe Miles Garrett's due for a big year. Very, very excited for all five of these guys.
0: Yeah, these guys are studs, draft with confidence. Um, uh, moving into tier two, it's a smaller tier. Uh, we again go for a clean sweep for our, our particular ranking. So, uh, we've got Brian Burns from the Panthers, Jalen Phillips from the Dolphins, and Hassan Reddick from my Philadelphia Eagles, all tier two guys. For me, it kind of makes sense. You got any initial thoughts on this tier?
1: Yeah, and and it honestly, as much as I said all five of the first tier were unanimous, not quite the same with the second tier because – This was hard. I I view tiers within tiers almost to an extent here. (laughs) I believe in (laughs) Jalen Phillips. I firmly do. We've all talked about it. Everyone's expecting the big leap, and every metric suggests he's about to do exactly that. But he hasn't done it yet. Right. Meanwhile, Brian Burns, to me, is ready to make that tier one leap. Mm -hmm. And he is right there. And I was really struggling to not put him in that tier one after Mm -hmm. years of seeing what he can do. And we are perceiving that he has a cap ceiling. I don't know if that's a that's the case. Mm -hmm. Hassan Reddick, we have already seen be that Mm -hmm. tier one type of guy last year. And honestly, I'm not. That was the harder name to leave off the tier one because we've already seen it. Nothing much Mm -hmm. has changed. We lose hard groups. We bring in Jalen Carter. There's still nice. internal pressure. This is still the Eagles. You still have Josh Sweat on the other side. They're so yeah. deep that Dark Burnett wants out again. It, it's it's Good. Good. It's, Good. it's it's Sorry. I don't see a world that those guys don't work out. Yeah. So I, I I'm very high on Braddock, very high on Burns, and I love the breakout potential of Phillips, who's probably the best value of uh all of Tier mm-hmm.
0: Two. Yeah, we could probably go quickly on this one too. So Brian Burns, I initially I had some concerns because I believe the defensive base scheme is kind of flipping from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Now we know that plenty of defensive coordinators mix these schemes nowadays so that I, I probably shouldn't have reacted to as much as I initially did to that. And I've i found people that I respect that really know these schemes and systems say that that could actually be better for Burns' skill set. So I'm going to take them at their word there and not be worried about Burns at all, drafting him with confidence. Game Phillips, like you said, just we need to see it this year. But we think that, again, scheme-wise, defensive coordinator guy-wise, we think we have the right guy in there um, to, to put him in a position to achieve that breakout. Uh, we think Vic Fangio is going to you know get him in a spot getting to the quarterback, whereas I believe last year when I was listening to, I think it was our good friends over at the IDP show, breaking down his uh, his advanced stats from last year he was like dropping back in coverage for some reason and maybe there's a reason that defensive coordinator is no longer there um just doesn't seem to fit his skill set at all so yes we anticipate the breakout coming for phillips and yeah hassan reddick only being you know being slightly pessimistic is is he gonna be as efficient you know that whole defense and defensive line was just record-setting efficiency last year in getting to the quarterback um so I just have a little bit of worry that he's going to reach that number. Now, if he gets 12 to 14 sacks instead of 16 and a half, am I going to be upset? No, I'm going to be very happy with that. It's just that 16 is what had him in that tier last year. And I just, it, it's tough to think he's going to get back sure. there a hundred percent this year. So,
1: Yeah. And that that's a fair concern. And to touch on Brian Burns again, because I do think that that cap ceiling is the biggest talk. John Macri of, PFF great IDP follow out there Uh, released a great thread back in July when I wrote about it for our, for our newsletter here, which is free to sign up in the link in my Twitter bio here uh, with the IDP guys. So I wrote about Brian Burns in July and partially that was based on John's findings that these, these defensive linemen, we kind of knew this already, but they really break Mm -hmm. out in those year four, year five, the year six, Brian Burns is going into his fourth year. Been nothing but amazing ever since he entered. You have mm-hmm. that massive boost in defensive coordinator quality. Ajiro Averro worked wonders with Denver. And while the mm-hmm. scheme changes a little bit, you know, that leaves up in the air that's a question mark. I trust Averro mm-hmm. to get it done in terms of what he uses his talent to get to. So yeah. I believe Ryan Burns is going to have a good year. I think the yeah. three, what's well, called the three-four can even help his tackle numbers to an extent. Right, I mean, and and what I really liked about him was he had 17 times for a loss
0: last year. The only mm, three beautiful. guys, with,
1: the only three guys with more than that, Steve, Max Crosby, yeah. Nick Foles, oh. Miles Garrett,
0: pretty and good company.
1: And in tier one, so yeah. that leap is it's right there. It, it's yeah. very possible to me. We've already seen signs of it, and I think as he grows into that, we're going to mm-hmm. start eventually seeing that leap. Whether it's this year or next, I don't know, which is why he's tier mm-hmm. two. But that potential is hundred
0: percent there. Excellent, awesome. All right. Um, before we jump into tier three, I'm um, just gonna do some quick plugging here. Uh, like you mentioned about the newsletter, if you you know if you visit the website uh, www.idpguys.org, the very first thing smacks you right in the face is signing up for Big Mike's newsletter. And I gotta tell you, it's awesome. Um, you put some amazing work into that. And if you're looking for just quick hitting news and updates every week, tidbits, even if you don't want to become a full fledged subscriber, I highly suggest signing up for this newsletter to get you top notch information that quite frankly, probably should need to be paid for. But, you know, that's our, you know, way of just giving you guys a little taste of, of the great info that we put out here. So, um, yeah, so that, that's a, a really awesome product that, that Mike puts out. Uh, we do have specific redraft uh, rankings for you in season if you become a subscriber. So I wanted to drop a quick code in here, the uh, f- special for IDP plus uh, listeners and viewers. It is just simply IDP plus sign pod as the discount code will get you, uh, I believe, 10% off a membership to to the website so you get all uh our in-season uh articles and rankings and tools we have a snap count tool that we just deployed which is i'm really excited for uh amongst you know custom scoring tools of course dynasty rankings all year and your your weekly uh redraft rankings for offense and defense so that's our slogan right we've got offense too um you know if you're if you're playing in mixed leagues you can just come right to IDP guys, and we are sort of a one-stop shop for offense and defense. So I uh, appreciate anyone you know signing up and use that code IDP plus sign pod uh, for for a discount off of off of membership. So um, okay, if we dive into tier three here, it's quite a larger tier. It's lar- one, two, three, but it's a little bit larger than tier one. We got six players. So we've got Aiden Hutchinson from the Lions, Daniil Hunter from the Vikings. Matthew Judon from the Patriots, Kayvon Thibodeau for the Giants, Joey Bosa for the Chargers, and uh, kind of a surprise name to me in here, Uchenna Nwosu from the Seattle Seahawks. So big tier here. Uh, Mike, do you have any initial thoughts on this tier?
1: Yeah, I do. And you're going to have to explain yourself as well as Matt to me here. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Gnasty Santa, Aiden Uh, Hutchinson. That is the name that stands out here, as well as Daniel Hunter, but I'll focus on Hutchinson for now. Listen, <laughs> number two pick last year, the production was a hundred percent sporadic last year. I, I acknowledge that, yeah. Uh, but we, we, you don't view him in that tier two of. I, I view him right next to that Jalen Phillips of the breakout, the next step that I expect to see. Now, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent aware of the point I just made about it takes time for edge rushers. It takes a <laughs> you know, year four sometimes for those guys to really hit their prime. And I'm asking year two of someone here, but Aiden Hutchinson not being in that tier two to me is a little bit surprising based on the ADP that we're currently seeing in draft. So talk me through your thoughts there, Steve. All
0: right. So I admittedly, this was done a few weeks ago. Um, I actually just did a pod earlier today with our good friend, Jace Abbey for the IDP after show. Love, Jace. Um, yeah. So that should be coming out uh, probably later today or even tomorrow. Um, and as we talk through Aiden Hutchinson, I'm like, i am like, have I like him, I do like him a lot. So admittedly, I probably think I might amend this you know in real time and, and I could see him moving in, into tier two. Now my pushback is, where would where would you have put him uh, last year after the season? So with what we knew happened, What tier would you have in a tier two or or tier three after last year with the kind of lumpy scoring? You know, huge game, zero game, huge game, zero game. What would you have done last year?
1: And I, I think that's a that's a good point to make, because I probably would have put him in that tier three because I would have looked back and said, listen, good flashes, great flashes. But we had a three sack game really prop up that total. Uh-huh. And, you know, we had a pick in the end. So we had like what two yeah. interceptions on the season uh-huh. that helped, helped it out, which yeah. let's be honest, chances are he doesn't have any this coming right. season. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's a hundred percent points that pull against him. But I think if you take, you know, we took the offseason, we look at those events in the semester, we look at the win rate and we look at what he's putting on in camp, which is all reports are incredibly positive. You had the late mm-hmm. breakout of James Houston that should help, who has also had a great camp. I'm very I'm true. hopeful that the entire Detroit defense that is completely reformed takes the next step, and if this secondary, the added Cam Sutton, the added C.J. Garner Johnson, Brian Branch, just to name a few, mm. uh, if, right. if they're able to hold plays just a little bit longer, what does that
0: Good do? Because my very next question was going to be at least on the defensive line, what has changed? Cause not much, right? But yes, James Houston probably playing more snaps is going to help. So I, I didn't think of that, but I was focused on the defensive line. But you're right with all these other additions. Hopefully, that secondary is exponentially better we than it was last worse. year. Yeah, can't yeah, exactly. We can't, yeah, you're
1: they get Tracy good. Walker back. They add Jack Campbell into the mix. There's, there's, it's a completely right. new defense. Like from from yeah. top to bottom, they've really reformed it and. Yeah, that's that's really something to be optimistic about.
0: Yeah. So I think he is absolutely at the, the you know, there's a reason he's at the very top of the tier three, because he's sort of like tier two and a half. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think a real time call could be made there to say he probably belongs in tier two, just projecting, uh, you know, building on on last season. So I could totally get down with that. Um yeah, looking at Hunter, you know, we've got uh we've got a new defensive coordinator there, Brian Flores. Be interesting to see if that helps or hurts um Hunter. You know, he he lost to Darius Smith, who he was playing without at times last year due to due to injuries anyway. Replaced with Marcus Davenport. Now, you know, Cam Jordan worked just fine across from Marcus Davenport. We we had a flash uh for two-thirds of a season uh two years ago out of his first four or five years in the league so this is going to be a big year from him but let's hope that he can maybe at least draw some attention for hunter uh matthew Junon, you know in in the new england system is just pencil him in for 12 sacks uh you know yeah the tackle four is a little lower than most but not much negative to say on him i'm gonna skip over thibodeau quickly uh, Bosa, you're really concerned is just injury and is he losing That's- steam due, due to age. Right. Um, and then we can, okay, well, let's talk about Nuosu. I'm kind of surprised to see him up here now, even though, yeah, so I had him as a tier four guy, you and you and Matt, uh, had him in three. I had him as a tier four guy. So I think I'm just a little, you know, it took him, you know, on his second deal to, to really get going now much like Matthew Judon did, uh, you know, he was a very similar case uh, to Nuosu, where, you know, his first years with Baltimore were showing flashes and promising, but he didn't really break out in Baltimore. Same thing with Nuoso in San Diego, showed flashes and then fully broke out in Seattle. So maybe this is, you know, the system has has found a home for him there. But I feel like I'm just a little skeptical on Nuoso being that. So yeah. How about touch on him quickly? It,
1: it, it's it's fair to be skeptical because this is a one year sample size, and not just exactly. a one year sample size, but one that came on a one year contract deal. That if Nuosa did not ball out last year, he doesn't get paid. He becomes the next Jadav clowny Clowney floating around the league, and it's <laughs> the Yannick Nagakways, and it, yeah. it's it's not an envious lifestyle. So, <laughs> I I firmly believe that contract years do play a role. So that that is my biggest hesitation with him, but. Listen, I nothing's really changed. It, yeah. it, it's the same situation. The secondary might have got a bit better. You add Julian Love, maybe you get Jamal Adams. You bring mm-hmm. back Bobby Wagner. You add Devon Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. There's the entire defense is better. So I don't see a reason to project a step back for Nwosu yet. Because why should I? So right. it, 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 You maybe you can tell me why, and maybe you know maybe we are going to chalk it up to contract year you know, buffs, right. but I, I I didn't see any reason why he should be taking a step back when the schemes are the same. There's extra pieces around in the secondary to prolong type of situations. You're going to have more passing downs. I think because Seattle think is going to be even better this year with all the improvements they made on both sides of the ball. So yeah. I, I like it. And if they get anything out of boy Maffey on the other side, not going to hurt. Not gonna hurt
0: well, I think that's where I'm m- most concerned. So it looks like he played 904 snaps, 78%. I feel like that's a lot in that Seattle system Absolutely. of rotations, right? And they, you know, there's been injuries. Um, Daryl Taylor's there. He had he had a nice little breakout season fighting injury. Um, they drafted a second round edge rusher in Derek Hall out of Auburn. So I guess my only concern lies with the playing time and the efficiency. Is is he going to be as efficient um, with that many uh, sacks on that many snaps? You know, is he going to get the opportunity? So, um, and how many tackles? Yeah, he had a decent tackle for um, 66 combined and 12 for loss. So, yeah, I'm probably just, I guess I'm just, I probably just stuck on the name and stuck on the, Prior lack Close of production, card. yeah, in uh, in San Diego, but I think that maybe maybe that was just lack of opportunity. So, yeah, I
1: mean, um, it, it's 26 QB hits last year and only getting nine and a half sacks. To me, that doesn't, if anything, it screams yeah. positive regression closer to negative regression. So, True. there's a reason like I, the Derek Hall pick, the boy Maffe hype to me, that's yeah. all going to come at the expense of Daryl Taylor. Who okay? We want to, we want to talk about one year outlier. I think that's the one year outlier. Yeah. Also fighting it. injuries right now in camp. I think that's that's the afterthought here. And I think Noah yeah. is going to have his side locked down. Could regress a little bit in the snap count because that is high. That's a good point. Uh but I I do think twenty six hit, QB hits that doesn't that that doesn't just happen in my right. opinion. That, that's 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 a drive. And again, maybe it's that contract year drive, but. It's it's a drive that results in a lot of fancy points last year, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just act like he did it all for the money and it's not gonna work out. Because sometimes these guys do take time. Sometimes it does take a change of scenery. Maybe Marcus is going to be this year's new Channel in
0: There you go. That, if anyone that would be wins, nice. That's
1: a perfect example for you. you got a first round talent there. Yeah. Just couldn't put it all together. We keep good, betting on him. You a good guy working across from him. I that's know. that's again for another video. <laughs>
0: Um, so I will jump into my bullish take on Kayvon Thibodeau. So I had him up in the tier two. Um for you. Again, I think – so I think we're kind of – I'm in the same boat with Hutchinson where I think he belongs in sort of like 2.5. Um, I think – and this is also a carryover of my dynasty rankings and take that I think Thibodeau is better – for fantasy than Aiden Hutchinson. So I think this is my just hubris carrying over from dynasty into the redraft year in saying that I want Thibodeau maybe more than Hutchinson. But again, being truly, you know, acknowledging those facts of why I have him there. I really think him and Hutchinson are kind of like in between tiers two and three. Um, I don't know. I am just think Thibodeau a beast. I think he's got that incredible defensive line around him. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams in the middle, back outside to Aziz Ojolari, and then a handful of decently talented guys who can come in in spells as edge rushers in like your Darian Beavers, your Jihad Wards of the world. Isaiah so Simmons. Then now Isaiah Simmons, right? Yeah. So they're just, I just think they're super deep. Um... And I think that's going to allow him to, you know, not see double teams as much. And if he stays healthy, you know, he played 14 games last year. He reached 79% of snaps on those 14 games. So I think he really did underperform based on, uh, based on those numbers in his rookie year. And I just think he, he puts it together this year and we see a, a really a true breakout year um, in year two for him. So just more, that's more of a gut analytics thing, I think. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and let me let me let me cool it off. Let me provide the other side of the coin. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I, I love the talent. I have no doubts about the talent, yeah. and I'll even start this off with a moneymaker for you, Steve. Okay. Because part of my concern, and I don't factor this into a ton of things, but yeah. you look at Vegas's expectations, and Vegas does know all. Do you yeah. want to guess what his sack line is right now? I've already bet the over for the record. But- so
0: if he had four last year and Vegas is doesn't I feel like I Feel like Vegas stinks with when it comes to IDP stuff. It's all like they, over the place. It's yeah. it, it, so, some of
1: it is good, some of it's bad. You have no idea, but
0: I'll say you know,
1: five. It's 5.75. Wow, okay. So you got a marginal one and a half, two sack increase that Vegas is yeah tentatively projecting here. Okay. And that's not gonna live up to a tier two type of situation. He's closer I to tier that. four than tier three for me. Oh. And my concern here is kind of the same point that you laid out, and I think that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about IDP is that there's so many yeah. different ways to look at the same <laughs> statement. Yeah. Because, yeah, he might face less double teams, but that's because they're going to be moving so many guys into the same spot that he likes yeah. to occupy. You, right. I think they are going to use Isaiah Simmons in a lot of pass rushing roles. Mm-hmm. I think Darren Beavers could mix in there. Right, uh, I wouldn't rule out adding even someone else to the mix. You know, maybe you mm-hmm. see Michael McFadden rushing up from random spots. <laughs> like Wing Mardell works miracles with yeah. his linebackers and how he uses them. I think we're just going to see a little bit of inconsistency of how many pass rushing snaps we're going to get out of a tip though. Yeah. And when we get that, you need the TFLs and you need the tackles to really fulfill that. And I think they could. I think he could also be hyper efficient on the sack level, he could have. You know, 15 QB hits and eight sacks. Mm-hmm. That's possible. He could be hyper efficient like that because, like you, I also believe in the talent, but I also don't right. like being on hyper efficiency. So he's someone that yeah. I haven't that sure. I haven't looked at in drafts really. I I'm the guys yeah. that my eyes gloss over a little bit, not yeah. because I don't like them, hate... but because the cost is just a little bit too high for me.
0: It, that's why I was to touch on too. Yeah, he's
1: that he hasn't made yet. Similar to yeah. Jalen Phillips in a way, but. Not as much because Thibodeau's going oh, much, yeah. much higher than
0: Phil Yeah, Thibodeau. yeah, Thibodeau's got that name value, that draft capital value. He's fresher in people's minds from just being a rookie. He had that similar to Hutchinson, he had like one monster game in I believe it was even during the fantasy playoffs. So like people remember that stuff and, and oh, project yeah. on it. And I'm probably doing some of that to be honest. So I you know, we don't do take lock here at the IDP guys Never, or the IDP plus podcast. So like I totally think I'm just super bullish on him. Probably that was an overranking. I could probably correct that. Yeah, just stick stick, stick your three. guns, man. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm going to stick to <laughs> my guns. I'm not going to correct it. But I probably could if I, if I wanted to take a second shot at this. So, um, is there anyone else in the, in this tier that you, that you want to touch on, or uh,
1: of the of the names you mentioned? I'll just do a couple quick bullet points here. Uh, Joey yeah. Bosa feels like that exact hmm. name that is going to prove us all so wrong this year because yeah. I, I have no doubts about the talent. I don't think he's slowed down at all. It's just right. that he missed time last year. He was playing through injury. The entire Chargers defense was getting hurt. And what else is new? <laughs> but every time he's out there, when he ha- we have a healthy season, we see greatness and we know we, Joey Bosa was arguably just as good. was just as good of a prospect as his brother, mm-hmm. you know, if not better when they were coming out, despite both going higher. So, Joey Bosa is a great talent. So I think he's someone that if I'm taking my shot on, you know, my, my if I'm going to pay up for my deal too, I, I mm-hmm. want Joey Bosa to kind of be that. I don't want him as my one, but if I want to pay up, I kind of want that explosiveness of Bosa. Uh, the other name I want to throw out there, uh, Judon, is yeah. scary to me. I, I have him at two. I okay. do have him in tier two. But right. I recognize that if the sacks slightly dip. You are going to be in pain for way too <laughs> many weeks. Uh, oh, no. So, that ta- the tackle floor just isn't there. And eventually, yeah. Bill Belchek's going to pull the rug on us. Eventually, he will pull it out. And all of a sudden, we're seeing Uche play more. And Uche. we're. Seeing, yeah, listen, I like Uche too. We're seeing, I don't know, Barmore line up on the edge for no reason. We see Keon White taking snaps. And yeah. they want to keep Judon fresh, as the report. Now, I don't think yeah. they can afford to do that, which is why I still think he's going to be Tier 2. I still think he, they found a role for him that's perfect, and he found a spot role for him that's perfect. Yeah. But it is a scary floor. So mm-hmm. of someone I have here in Tier 2, that's someone I'm probably still not paying up for the price because I recognize okay. how – he. I might say he's a Tier 2 player. His floor is falling into that Tier 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. That isn't the same for Daniel Hunter or uh, Ian Hutchinson or – i guess it, even thibodeau to an extent because the tackles will be there
0: yeah very good very good um all right so let's move into uh tier four so tier four gets a little shrunken again and we have our first rookie sighting in tier four so tier four contains the likes of josh sweat for the eagles Rashad gary for the packers aziz Ojulari for the giants and Will Anderson Jr., Houston Texans. I'd like to kick off with him, if that's okay. Oh, please uh, do. So he's a guy that you and me both have in Tier he's 3. He's not a
1: Tier 4 player, man. He's uh, not a I, Tier 4 player. He,
0: Yet our good friend uh, Matt Record has him in tier five, so Matt's going to have some explaining to do. Um, I, again, I think this may have been victim to when we first set this up when we were playing to do these tiers. No, no, it was no, no, it was no, no. probably no, no. Matt, a month ago. In yesterday. You're Matt not going to let him Matt off the hook, huh? Will Anderson. All
1: right, in, at M Record Twenty One on Twitter can't stand know. Will Anderson. Yeah. That's, oh that's no.
0: Well, I don't know why. I would love to know why, because I think he's just gonna be a monster right out of the gate. You know, I think uh he he just landed with a perfect fit with D'Amico Ryans. I'm so excited because I think he's just gonna use him everywhere. So I think we're gonna have a tackle floor um built in with Will Anderson and just an unlimited ceiling with Sacks um with the creativity and and usage that D'Amico Ryans is gonna give him. So I'm just ultra, ultra bullish. Uh, we, he is a, you know, he is a Michael Parsons level talent, I, I believe. Um, and let's hope that they, you know, we see some more year one type usage uh, for Will Anderson, like we did with Parsons in, in being that versatile, you know, outside linebacker as well as, you know, edge rusher. So uh, that's kind of why I'm so bullish on, on Anderson.
1: Yeah, and One of the benefits to being on Houston, although there may not be many, mm-hmm. is that you have those snaps. We might be yeah. talking about, oh, we hope he gets the usage. We might be talking about Tyra Wilson, oh, I hope he plays ahead of Chandler Jones, the old man. Yeah. But Will Anderson doesn't have those concerns because, A, he's an alpha. He's going to get it anyway. But he's also mm-hmm. walking into a defensive line that is horrible, horrible. <laughs> And that's not great because he's going to get double teamed consistently through the back half of the season when he destroys the front half of the season.
0: Wow. But
1: I firmly believe in this talent. He is a better prospect than Michael Parsons was. He, to me, was a number one overall pick type of prospect. And I, I can't even emphasize how dominant he was in his junior season or his uh, sophomore season. Again, as a sophomore, yeah. Yeah. was unfathomably good. Mm-hmm. And he didn't fall off his senior year, or his junior year, despite what people some people said. He just got more attention. So right. I'm I'm very in on Will Anderson to have you brought up the point to have an impact similar to what Michael Parsons had. I maybe not the 80 tackle type of play <laughs> that we saw, but yeah. maybe 60, like similar to what we saw from Parsons last year. I think You're it's right. possible. 63 yeah. tackles, 13 sacks. It's a little bit lofty, but I think 60 and 10. Is very
0: possible. Right. And I
1: think that's more or less what you know we would get from an Uwosu last year or something like that. And like that's why we have him mm-hmm. tier three.
0: And honestly, he might meet I might you know flip-flop him and Thibodeau tier wise. I think Anderson deserves way more to be in tier two for for me than Thibodeau. Uh so I could I could definitely flip-flop them. Uh, I, Thibodeau I, I, I'm, I'm
1: just I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with the D'Amico Ryan's connection. Yeah, same. Them.
0: I Big really scene. am.
1: It's it's too <laughs> perfect. This yeah. defense isn't great, but it's got some young pieces that Ryan can really work himself into. So yeah. this was the guy that they traded up and gave up their first yeah. four, which is going to be a very interesting deal when we get to draft season next year. Mm-hmm. But it was – I was one of the few people that didn't hate it because I believe Jewel Me Anderson that generational. And the Texans yeah. wouldn't have done that if they believed anything else.
0: And that's going to help them not be picking in potentially the top five next year. Like a lot of people just automatically assume, um, you know, I don't know. You're going to have to research this for me, what the Texans win total is, but I don't even need to see it. And I would probably bet the over on that. Because yeah, I, think I guess gonna, it's
1: about five and a half right now. I don't have yeah, that, that makes like a sense. pretty good handle on mentally about where those type of lines are. I wouldn't expect it to be, wouldn't be higher than, I can't imagine it would be six and a half. So I'd say five and a half.
0: Titans are probably going to be putrid. The Colts are looking not I've great. Noticed, I have no, I, have no I, I think the Colts are in worse shape than the Texans, to be perfectly honest. Yes, I agree with um, that. Richardson's way more needs way more uh, development than a CJ Stroud does. Um, I think. I think the, the offensive weapons around Stroud are significantly better than, than what the Colts have. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if Houston is second in that division um, at the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe it's with a eight and ten, what would it be? Eight, and nine record or something like that. But seven
1: and 10 could get it done. Who knows? Yeah.
0: So I don't think they're going to be picking as high as people think. And and I think that trade was totally justified. Um, and I'm really excited uh, to, to see Will Anderson. So yeah, um, so a couple guys that i think you know i almost think i mean give me josh sweat rashawn gary and aziz ojulari all over uh, Nuosu um personally Uh, and i think that's why Some, especially for sweat my my tears reflect that opinion but um yeah i mean all these guys are really good and have really high scenes i mean rashawn gary was on pace for for 12 12 and a half sacks last year before he got injured, so he's he's he's
1: tough to rank. He is so tough to rank because I yeah. was so impressed with the start of last year, and I, I liked him as a prospect. Yes, I was yeah. disappointed with how slow he started. Right. And he was dominant, he was up there in defense player of the year odds based off that first four or five games. <laughs> and he slowed off for a couple and then he obviously tore his ACL. Yeah. Now, yeah, the reports are positive. He's looking like he's on that week one track, he should probably be out there. I'm a little bit scared about what the start looks like. Okay. If all of a sudden he gets off to a slow start, how much patience do I have in IDP that the price I paid for him is going to feel good enough? And mm-hmm. that's my hesitation, especially with IDP and how I really approach this, is getting the value relative to IDP, because i or uh, ADP, all these right. DP. You know, but uh, it, it's 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 a lot of issues like that where I'm trying to not to pay up for players that have so much risk to them. And to me, Rashawn Gary, while I believe in the talent, I don't know how well he's going to rebound from this injury. I, I think it could yeah. take time. It could take a few weeks. It could take a month. Sure. And all of a sudden, at that point, what's the situation? What, what do mm. am I picking up someone else? Have I found someone else I like better? Did I draft someone later? that is doing mm-hmm. more or less the same thing. And then am I going to trust him when he, you know, starts having one good game and then falls off again? I, I, right. I just, I worry about what 2023 looks like. I think it could be just a little bit too inconsistent. Uh, the, the, Josh Sweat stands out to me though, that that is the one name of this bunch outside of Will Anderson, who I have mm-hmm. in tier three, that I would come closest to putting in that group because, you know, yeah. I think both of us are on the same page about the talent. We like the situation right. around him. We have a scheme, even without Jonathan Gannon, that has routinely produced top tier edge rushing, you know, players for IDP,
0: mm-hmm. and Josh
1: Schwett being one of those players. So he's he's definitely someone that's a little bit closer to that three and a half than
0: four and a half, so to say. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Let's see, Josh Schwett, Yeah, broke out in a big way with 11 sacks. Tackles remain the same. So I guess that's probably why um, he the other uh rankers here average him out into tier four the you know the tackle floor is not great um he's never hit 50 tackles um and as far as snaps go yeah he was hyper efficient with the 11 sacks on 56 percent of snaps he actually played more snaps the previous year in 2021 uh at 62 percent i do think
1: he'll play more this year though i do too yeah i i think he'll play more this year and also another example i'm gonna i'm just honestly mentally noting this as much as i can about Mm -hmm. another player that broke out four five years into the league you know that flashed over those times but fits that mold of when we're expecting those guys to finally hit their peak and maybe it's not a flash in the pan because maybe that's just how long it takes so you got a lot of guys on this list alone uh you know that took time to do that Rashawn gary took you know three years to do that. Nawosu took right. years and a change of scenery. Uh, so forth. Judon you know, was always good, but really took the leap with a change of scenery and so forth. Right. Masan Reddick being the king of change of scenery.
0: And we're seeing that now with Aziz Ojolari and kind of why he makes this list. Um, coming into year three now, battled a lot of injuries last year. Only played seven games, but had five and a half sacks in those seven games. So he was pretty darn close to almost a sack a game, whereas his previous year, he played 17 games and had eight sacks. So he was actually, you know, averaging out to to crush that number for, from the previous year. So if he just simply stays healthy, that's why I, I you know, banking on the upside, I, I would give me the upside of an Aziz Ojalari over maybe the the safer play of a Uchenna Nuosa. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. excited for for him on, on that defensive line with the Giants.
1: That's that's another guy. It's tough for me to get a, a gear on because I don't yeah. know if I'm buying into the talent. I wasn't incredibly high. I wasn't overly impressed with his first year, just mm-hmm. by having the eight sacks. Then we came on twelve QB hits. He did it again this year. Right. With, I think it was seven QB hits. Yeah, which again is good in seven games, but he got five and a half sacks on that. It's right. it's uber efficient that Wink Martindale could certainly bring out for you know, in, in second year in the system type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I I I just have question marks that happen when I have mm-hmm. guys that have solely made their hay on that. And True. especially when I'm not sold on the talent, I believe in just what's ability to get to the passer. I'm not totally there yet with Aziz.
0: Fair enough. And that brings us to our final tier. So there's, there's plenty of guys that you might be thinking yourself, like, belong in these lists. We kind of just grabbed some for me to to be able to talk about and not be here for five hours with you um so we wanted to incorporate two of the uh, first round two more of the first round rookies that were taken uh in this this year's draft so in tier five we have the rookies uh will mcdonald from the jets and tyree wilson from the raiders now again if you are a loyal listener to this pod uh you, you know my thoughts about will mcdonald I will temper my excitement and those thoughts here, as I will just simply say, I'm very bullish on him, mainly for Dynasty Year One. I will be, you know, a little pragmatic and say, you know, maybe it's not to the moon right off the bat. in Year One, there heavy rotation, uh, especially on the edge for the Jets. So he's got that working against him. What he's got working for him is a friendly system in general with Robert delay he you know handpicked will mcdonald into this wide nine system literally told him that on the phone it's one of my favorite nuggets of information from the draft is that you know when he was talking to him he's like we're gonna get you out of your college system into my wide nine so it seems like he you know the head coach for the jets you know had an eye for this guy uh, did they trade up? I don't think I, mean, I can't remember if they traded up to get I him or not. I think so,
1: but uh, he I was the middle. While, you, while you talk. All
0: right, he I know he was like the 15th picker, so. so smack dab in the middle. Um, maybe I'm confusing. They they traded last year back into the first, I think, to get Jermaine Johnson, who is another potential breakout guy this year. But I just think you know, he specifically scouted McDonald for this system. So I think he's gonna he's so, gonna produce.
1: Yeah, they technically actually traded down because of the Rogers okay. situation. So they moved from thirteen to fifteen. Solid came okay. out and said what he would say anyway. Said he would have taken him at thirteen anyway. Which, all oh, uh, right, right. Whether you believe it or not, a two pick difference probably. <laughs> yeah. Years, but
0: not not uh. He's still getting yeah. his not, yeah. not breaking so, any we, listen, there.
1: I've watched a lot of New York Jets preseason. This this okay. Uh, This this summer, and the biggest takeaway I've had is why is Will McDonald playing in the third quarter right now? Because he (laughs) is obliterating everyone that's in his way. If he plays in the second quarter, he's obliterating everyone that is in his (laughs) way. But the reason why he's playing in the second and third quarter is because Jermaine Johnson's also doing that.
0: Because they still have
1: Lawson, and that rotation, like you said, is so freaking deep
0: yeah and
1: i think they are going to be without carl lawson next year i think they're going to be without probably john franklin myers will be completely out of that room right. i i think 2024 could be great for will mcdonald because i've seen nothing but right. promising things from him but the reason i have him in tier five and truthfully i would put him even lower is i just don't think he's mm. going to play enough and i was yeah. very high on jermaine johnson too and i had the same high hopes for his rookie year just mm. didn't really play and I still right. like him. I in fact he's the guy that I would rather have than Will McDonald because I think he's just a year ahead in the system, if we're mm-hmm. talking from a redraft basis. But plenty of bright future ahead for Will McDonald. There was yeah. there, there's no hiding from him on, on the preseason tape, if you just watch any of the Jet games, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: they, they they shut out yeah, you know, they shut out the Patriots for a reason. They only allowed 13 points to the Bucks for a reason, and that's because of the defensive line
0: right yeah i think the advice for redraft would be probably oh again if you're playing yahoo you can't even pick him apparently <laughs> super frustrating um would be yeah you're probably unless you're playing like a really you know large Crazy. deep league, probably not drafting him but keep him on a watch list uh keep your eyes on his snap caps which become a subscriber to the ip guys we'll track that for you we'll have that information every week for you um but I think yeah, you just kind of got to keep your eye on him. Maybe don't invest the in draft pick unless it's like a last round. But then it, you might be hanging on to him um, in your on your bench for a few weeks. So I think he might be more of a second half play as he gets acclimated to the league. Um, hopefully, earns more playing time. Uh, you know, based on his his level of play. So yeah, that that would be my advice for for this year in redraft. Probably not actually drafting him, but definitely keeping your eye on him uh, throughout the year. So, um, the other guy from this tier, fellow rookie uh, Tyree Wilson from the Raiders, I believe, what pick was he? Mike, was he six, seven? Um, yeah, he was top you know, 10, right? Definitely, he was definitely top, top 10.
1: Um, he went off the board at da, 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 the seventh overall pick. Okay. Biggest Raiders, which is a little bit lower than. Some people thought he would go a little bit lower than I thought he would go, but still right in the same
0: He He probably has a bit of a higher floor for redraft in, in this year. I think he'll be starting right away opposite Crosby because Chandler Jones is ancient. Um, I think he's pretty much there as a locker room guy at this point. We saw him, you know, a lot of, we, you know, it's nothing new that guys go to the Raiders for kind of a paycheck and, you know, tend to check out, especially if they're, they're vets, you know? Um, so I, I think Wilson will be playing plenty of snaps uh, right out of the gate. Just a matter of, of, you know, what his role is going to be and, and what kind of uh, what kind of floor he, he brings to the table for you. So what do you, what do you think about Wilson? Well, Steve, you're going to hate
1: me because I'm going to disagree <laughs> with most of what you just said. Oh, no. <laughs> My my hot take here, right? Or not even hot. I don't. Even, I don't. I don't know. It's hot. I don't know. It's cold. I don't know. it's just right with our Goldilocks here. I like Tyree Wilson. He was a raw prospect, and you have Chandler Jones yeah. on this team. Chandler Jones is still on it. He's apparently slimmed down. I don't expect Chandler yeah. Jones to have a revival, but I think the Raiders will. Okay. So I do think Chandler Jones is not going to take a backseat to this raw rookie that mm-hmm. also missed some time this past month with an injury, missed some of this camp, right. and so did Chandler Jones, but Chandler Jones doesn't need to – he'll jump right in without missing a beat. Mm-hmm. I, I I, just think that we're going to see Chandler Jones too much to get mm-hmm. reliable value from Wilson, where the snaps are just not going to be there as much. And not only that, but I think we are going to need him to polish up a lot of the things that made him a raw prospect. Like, his length is unbelievable. His burst off the line is so fun to watch but a lot of the fine tuning and why he was seventh overall, as opposed to third overall and why he wasn't really in the same conversation as Will Anderson, despite what people tried to do was because he just has to really learn himself as a, as a, (laughs) as an actual edge rusher. And those things take time. It takes a lot for an edge rusher as a rookie to make that immediate impact. Mm -hmm. And even good seasons, like we saw from Hutchinson, they came, you know, very sporadic and they weren't all that helpful for fantasy. So I, I'm I'm pretty hands-off Tyra Wilson for this year. Right. I, if, if people want to draft him, see the week one role, go for it. I think Chandler Jones is going to be running well ahead of him.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm probably just more indifferent uh, to, to Wilson than anything. So uh, probably yeah. a similar situation, right? Probably don't need to invest an actual draft pick into him, but just keep your eyes, especially second half of the year. Watch, watch how he's coming along. If he's playing more, if those snaps tick up, but maybe he's not getting home with sacks. You know, you maybe take a flyer on him for the second half of the year. Maybe he starts getting home um, in the last half or quarter third of the season, something like that. So he,
1: he's uh, one of those guys that that tells me that I'm going to be yelling at my TV in Week Nine. Get him on the field. Chandler Jones is dust. I don't know why he's still out there. Get Tyree Wilson on the field. And right. it's one of those things that we don't actually get until Josh McDaniels gets canned next year. New guy comes in, whole new staff comes in, and Chandler Jones walks into the sunset of his amazing NFL career. And yeah. we get a totally new look at Tyra Wilson next year with a full offseason. I think it's, it's, again, with a lot of young guys, 2024, 2025 is when we start seeing them really blossom. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Awesome stuff. I think there you had an honorable mention um, oh, sure. that you wanted to talk about that you Listen, thought deserved to be on this list and oh, probably could oh, have pushed oh, some oh. of these rookies out of the way here. <laughs>
1: I'll say it for the people and especially for Mr. Matt Record who has them way too low in his rankings. But oh. Alex Highsmith, I've yeah. taken a lot of shots at Matt, but uh, <laughs> I love him. I just want to say that. I love that guy. But uh, Alex Highsmith had is coming off career year, got paid for it has T.J. Watt opposite him, which just like Watt was better, Highsmith was significantly better when Watt was on the field. Mm -hmm. No kidding. But that's a big (laughs) thing that people don't look at because they treat it like offensive side of the ball where they just, oh, okay, next man up, things are good. The next running back gets all the work, so that's cool. But on defense, it helps to have a running mate, and Alex Highsmith will get T.J. Watt back to do exactly that. So I would confidently have him – as a tier three type of guy. I I, I I think tier three, tier four at the lowest, uh, where we we saw what he did last year. He was excellent, possessed that high ceiling of when he's hot, mm-hmm. he is hot. And I think the entire Steelers defense gets a little bit better this year. So I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna see all that much regression from Highsmith, who again is another one of those guys that broke out in year three and now okay. is going into year four and is really starting to round out into form. So I like I I I do like Alex Smith quite a bit this year to keep up the momentum that he built last year.
0: Very good, totally agree. Think he slots into tier three super easily. Um, probably ahead of definitely for me, he would he'd be ahead of Nuoso and probably even won. Joey Bosa. Um, I know you're you're you like Bosa, but that, I think that I dep- it
1: depends too. on your team bill for that one, in my opinion. I yeah, think you, got, you obviously have a lot more safety with. Highsmith and I probably would be willing to take him but if I'm waiting my drafts and both are falling mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you know I filled other holes in my roster I can afford to take a shot I do think Bosa mm-hmm. has a ceiling that Highsmith doesn't where I, I think Highsmith will probably cap out at 11 sacks this year mm, right. maybe 12 as a total max Bosa realistically his ceiling is still 16 it's, right. it's still up there that is still in the realm of outcomes for joey mm. bosa if he's just healthy because he's going to get still get mm. the snaps and we still have cool Mack on the other side there's still yes. to like joey bosa it's just yes. the health is the only thing
0: um two names i would drop in here that kind of like blended four or five tier level guys as injury bounce back candidates uh, Harold Landry on the Tennessee Titans and Shaq Barrett from the Bucks. Um, I think Landry's kind of a tier four guy, Barrett tier five, just because uh, I believe Barrett was an Achilles and he's somehow coming yeah, back. That, already, that so so. Scarier. But it sounds like, you know, I, he's he's. I think he's really motivated this year. A really unfortunate family situation with him. Uh, losing losing a daughter uh, i believe to drowning so uh you know i think he really has something to prove to himself uh, as well as the league this year so i think he could be an awesome awesome uh especially great value uh candidate to to just smash uh his return on investment so uh same thing with Landry he played a thousand snaps 2 years ago uh before going down with injury so if, you know they are pretty thin <laughs> all around and uh yeah, Titans are, are looking um, not great this year, so that could turn in a, a really nice uh, IDP season. So, uh, just two two more names I wanted to throw at out there for the people. Um, and I think we can we can end it uh, end it on that. So we, you know, of course, really appreciate everybody listening and or watching. Uh, if you're listening, we'd love for you to check us out on the YouTube's. Uh, to throw us a, a, a subscription. Over on YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube and you want to just listen audio only, this is of course available on uh, Spotify and Apple as as a as a podcast. That's audio only. So uh, again, the website is uh, www.idepguys.org. I am on Twitter at Dynasty Santa. I am the content manager, editor, writer, ranker—sort of a jack of all trades over there for the IDP guys, doing lots of stuff. Mike, I think you're in the same boat. I do an awesome, like I said, newsletter for us. I think you're going to be uh, throwing in a lots of lots of uh, help throughout the season and in, in various other efforts. Uh, but I wanted you to talk about some of the other stuff you're doing. I know you're you're writing some. Um, uh, Gambling articles, uh, w- with another site. So, t- and then you also do awesome video content over at Club Fantasy. So, so tell us a little bit about that before we sign.
1: Yeah, there, there's honestly, I got a lot going on uh, this <laughs> NFL season. So, uh, I'm obviously going to be doing a lot of stuff with IDP guys. That's where my heart lives. It's where my newsletter is. It's where I'm going to be running some social media accounts and doing a bunch yes. of other stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff with IDP guys. If you like sports gambling content. I write for WSN, the World Sports Network. So, again, all my articles can be found in the link in my Twitter bio here at Michael underscore underscore Scully. If you like Dynasty content, offensive side of the ball, I do a Dynasty show every Sunday uh, with Club Fantasy uh, called the Dynasty After Party. So a lot of fun on those and uh, so forth. That, that, That time actually might be changing with the NFL rounding around the corner. But regardless, that content will be there. I'm gonna I'm doing I'm now joining up with uh wind Daily as well. Uh nice. new new group out you know popping out here. So hopefully cool. a lot of stuff coming out to me. But ultimately, if you follow my Twitter, you'll see a bit of everything.
0: Excellent. Excellent stuff. Um, yes, you you are the man. Good old big Mike or aka double oh. underscore as I like to call you. Yeah. Um, you. <laughs> th- thank you so much for hopping on with me. Um I know Matt had to do his solo. Uh, which I can only imagine I did. I did our very first episode. um, I did a couple minutes solo and it felt like torture. Um, So (laughs) I really appreciate you hopping on with me this week and uh, yeah, keep an eye out. You know, we're going to be aiming to bring you this podcast all through the season every week, kind of recapping the games, looking forward. Um, It might not be, you know, Monday night, Tuesday, am available we might have to be switching up the day we record in season just again like you mentioned for your show uh the nfl schedule does does funny things um to everyone so just kind of readjusting our our content schedules and whatnot but we will obviously uh you know, let the people know um, when those changes are made and you'll see when new episodes drop. So again, appreciate everyone. Uh, If you'd like to try us out as a subscriber, you know, give us, give us a shot for a month, the first month of the season, Uh, use the code IDP plus pod. That's the plus sign on your computer uh, for a discount code to to give it a shot. So um, again, signing off and thanks everyone for listening.